The following message is from Westway Christian Church in Scottsbluff, Nebraska. If you'd like to know more about us, go to westwaychurch.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, this is John Mulholland here, and one of the things that I've realized is every once in a while, um, not every once in a while, uh, we rarely talk about all of the things that we could talk about in our sermons um, on a weekly basis, even when we even when we reduce the amount of verses that we cover, um, there's we still don't like there's still not enough time to talk about all of the things. So one of the topics that came up this week in our Tuesday night small group, we were reading through this week's text, which was First Corinthians three verses one through nine, and we kind of honed in on what Paul was talking about in the latter part of verses 1 through 9. In verse 5, Paul says, After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it. But it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. And we had quite a bit of conversation on Tuesday night in our house about what does what does it mean? The question that we asked was, what, what does it mean to plant the seed in someone's hearts? Uh, how, how do we do that? How do we plant a seed? How do we plant the gospel in someone's hearts? And then the very next question, of course, that we asked was, what does it mean to water the seed. Um, how how do we how do we do that? How do we water the seed that's been planted in someone's hearts? And as I was thinking about this particular particular topic on Tuesday night, I would I would say I came I came this close to uh, actually to not teaching what we were planning to teach on the following Sunday, which is the next part of First Corinthians three. I came this close. To, to 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 moving that one ahead and actually just giving a message on what it means for us to plant the seed in someone else's heart for us to water the seed but rather than do that I thought I would just do this make a make a brief video so in my mind brief means uh, hopefully less than 20 minutes of a conversation about this particular topic and and this will probably be something that we do every once in a while so so you're watching this on YouTube. We'll post it on Facebook. It's also on our, uh, it will be on our audio podcast um, that we do. So I just want to occasionally kind of hop in here and do like a sermon 2.0, maybe talk about the things that we didn't go into greater detail on. So what I wanted to do again, just again, just read, um, Paul, I planted the seed in your hearts, Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. So we asked that question, what does it mean to plant the seed? How does somebody do that? And as and as our discussion came up, we talked about a lot of times we plant the seed of the gospel in someone's heart by our example. So we are obedient to the scripture. We're loving others. We're serving others. We're honoring others. And that's a way that we that we plant the seed of the gospel in someone else's heart. They are, they are a witness to the behavior that we do. 
Another thing that came up is we share the gospel. So not only do we, by our example, live out the behaviors of the gospel, not only do we live out the behaviors of loving, honoring, and serving one another, but we actually share the gospel. We give, we give testimony. We give witness. We verbalize and vocalize what the gospel is. We tell people about Jesus. We talk about sin. We talk about Jesus on the cross. We talk about redemption that he offers us because of his work on the cross. So, so we share the gospel. That's a way to plant, that's a way to plant that seed. We also talked about the importance, um, and my wife really brought this up. My wife is a, is a gardener. Uh, I think we are, we're probably like one more animal away of being a, of being a homesteader. Um, we have three chickens, four chickens. We have four chickens. I want to get it right. We have four chickens, three ducks at our house. Um, my wife has a, we have a raised bed garden in our backyard. We have another little garden around our deck. Back behind our fence in the alley, we have a raised bed garden and just all the space that we use. And she started talking about the importance when you go to plant the seed. She was talking about the importance of preparing the soil. And that was a lot of conversation. That brought about a lot of conversation in our house on Tuesday. How do we prepare the soil of other, uh, of other people? And we came up with some answers to that. Uh, one of the ways that we prepare the soil of someone else's heart is, is we show them love. We show them acceptance. We are, we're kind of softening the soil and turning it over in their hearts and, and maybe having some conversations where, where they're challenged and encouraged to think about new things, think about something differently. Um, just try to, just try to show them love. Uh, someone else said one of the ways that we prepare the soil as we don't, we don't judge people. And, you know, we we live in, we live in a time where judging is, um, judging is a constant thing. We are always, we are always being judged. We're always judging other people. And as Christians, we can prepare the soil of someone else's heart by not judging them. And I know what some of you are thinking. I have, I've been a Christian long enough and I'm a, like I'm a recovering judgeaholic. Uh, I know exactly what it's like to judge people. You know, we are surrounded by people. Uh, Paul would call them unspiritual people, people who aren't followers of Christ. And they, um, you know, non-Christians don't act like Christians. And we've talked about this so many times in our elders meetings is, is oftentimes, and this is something that Dave Parrish frequently says. Dave's one of our elders here. Uh, he consistently, frequently says, one of the things sometimes that shocks Christians the most is when non-Christians don't act like Christians. And this is one of those, I want to talk about a text that we're going to talk about uh, in phase two of our series on 1 Corinthians. So this will be, we're going to pick this up in February when we're scheduled for this, but it's in, it's in 1 Corinthians 5. And Paul is addressing Paul is addressing uh, a very specific issue of sexual immorality within the church, and the specific issue that Paul's talking about is there's this man who is having sex with his stepmother. He's sleeping with his stepmother, 
And Paul says something really interesting in verse 9, and I'm only going to briefly read it, briefly talk about it, because uh, we're going to talk about it more in February. But Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 5, verse 9. When I wrote to you before, I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sin. So if we were to just stop right there, um, and I'm saying, well, one of the ways that we prepare someone's heart is by not judging them. If we just read verse 9 and stopped, like, that's going to be very judgmental. Like, we we ask questions like, well, you know, we're surrounded by these people who sin in all of these different ways. Uh, we tend to think that sexual sin is the worst possible sin. Um, so are we not supposed to hold people to accountability? Are we not supposed to, um, you know, are we not supposed to, are we not supposed to judge them? And so Paul says, when I wrote to you before, I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sin. But I wasn't, and this is so crucial for us, but I wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual sin or who are greedy or cheat people or worship idols. You would have to leave this world to avoid people like that. I meant that you are not to associate with someone who claims to be a believer yet indulges in sexual sin or greedy, worship idols, abusive, drunkard, or cheats people, don't even eat with such people. See, what Paul is talking about here, and, and this is really important for us as Christians, if we, if we were not supposed, supposed to associate with sinners, Paul says we would have to leave the world in order to do that. And as Christians, our job is not to sit in judgment over people who are not Christians. That doesn't mean that there's not a level of accountability. That doesn't mean that we have to um, accept and affirm all of their behavior. Uh, it doesn't mean that we have, to, we have to go along to get along. What it does mean is we have to enter into a non-judgmental relationship with them where we can help prepare their hearts for the work that God wants to accomplish in them. And if, if we were to read a little further in 1 Corinthians 3, that's what we would see. Paul and Apollos' job was to plant the seed and then water the seed, and then God was going to make it grow. So one of the ways that we prepare the soil of non-Christians is we don't judge them. We don't sit in judgment of their behavior, of their lifestyle choices. We don't sit in judgment of their sin choices. Our job is to prepare the soil. Our job is to plant the seed of the gospel. Uh, one of the other things that we talked about, someone said, we have to remember if we want to plant the seed of the gospel in someone's heart, what we have to remember is we are not trying to fix people. I want you to let that sink in for a minute. We're not out to fix people. This, that statement, I was so glad that someone brought it up on that night. That statement for me, when I, when that, when that hit me, I had been in student ministry for several years and we had a lot of students in our ministry who weren't Christians. And at some point, like I realized, I think maybe I read it somewhere, maybe somebody said it to me, but at some point I realized like my job isn't to fix these students. My job isn't to, isn't to fix their problems and, and resolve all of their issues and, and, to, and to take them from who they, who they are now to who they're going to be and to, and to fix all of maybe their, maybe their financial problems or, or fix like my job, our job as Christians 
one of the ways that we prepare the hearts of people who aren't Christians is, is we don't try to fix them. It's not our job to fix people. Because oftentimes when we think of fixing someone, oftentimes we're thinking we need to fix them to be like us. Well, if they would just get their life straight like us, if they would just do this like us, one of the things that, one of the issues, it's not really an issue, I want to be careful with that word, uh, one of the things that comes up um, at our house or, or has come up in the past is is how we load the dishwasher. Um, I have a very particular way that I like the dishwasher loaded. <clears throat> and and Anne has her own particular way that she uh, loads the dishwasher. And our two ways of loading the dishwasher could not be more opposite. And for a long time, I thought that my job was to fix Anne so that she would load the dishwasher properly, according to my standard. And that's so foolish. Like there were so, like, we've had so many conversations in our house about loading the dishwasher. Um, some of those conversations have been really lighthearted and friendly. Others, not so much. Um, but it's not my job. It's not my job to fix Anne in the way that she loads the dishwasher. And as we think about people who aren't Christians, our job isn't to fix them. It's not to fix them. Our job is to ultimately, what I said before, our job is to love, honor, and serve. And when we love, honor, and serve people, what we're doing is we are we're preparing the soil so that we can plant the seed, so that we can demonstrate the, the reality of the gospel through our behavior and we can communicate the reality of the gospel through our words. So we can we can sort of we can sort of earn the right to be able to plant the seed. There's a, a famous saying, people don't know, people don't care what you know until they know how much you care. And as I think about what it looks like for us as Christians to to plant that seed, um, to prepare the soil our role is to let people know how much we care. So once the seed is planted, let's say, and it starts to grow. So, so we would, we would probably say that when the seed is planted and it starts to grow, the person's become a Christian. And now we are supposed to, now we're supposed to, uh, water the seed. I, Paul planted the seed in your hearts and Apollos watered it. So what is it? What does it look like? That was our second question. What does it mean to water the seed? How do we water the seed? Now, someone asked a really interesting question that I wasn't prepared for in that. They said, what are we using to water the seed? Right? So what is the, what are we putting on the seed and, and how, and how that matters? You can use fresh water or dirty water. You can put, um, you know, chemicals in your water. You can do all sorts of things to help that seed grow. Um, and I think for us, I, that question about what are we using to water the seed is, is a really good thing because then, that, then we ought to be looking at what kinds of things are we taking in. Um, so what am, I, what am I reading? What am I watching? What am I engaging in? What sort of media am I participating in? What are the things that I'm just doing? You know, what am I looking at on the Internet? How is that, how is that watering my soul? 
because whether we're Christians or not, all of our souls are being watered. All of our souls are being are being cared for because something is growing in each and every one of us. So what does it look like for us um, if we are an Apollos? What does it look like to, to water the seed? Um, somebody used the phrase, they said maintenance. Watering the seed is maintenance. So once once that seed is growing, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, now I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to I'm going to put water on it. I'm going to make sure it has what it needs so that the seed can germinate. Um, talked about providing nutrients. So when we water the seed, what we're doing is we are providing nutrients. And the question then was, well, how do we do that as Christians? Well, it's really going to be no surprise. It's the same things that I always like it when um, I like it when people can communicate back like the things that we're trying to bring about here at Westway Christian Church. And the thing that the person said was, well, like John, John it's like you always say, it's, it's reading my Bible, it's prayer, and it's spending time in relationship with other Christians. So at its most basic level, one of the ways that we, that we water the seed, water that new growth, of other believers, and we have this watered in our own life, is we um, as we provide nutrients to it. We that's called ongoing discipleship. So as much as it was important as it was important before I became a Christian for me to read the Bible and study the Bible <clears throat> and spend time in prayer, spend time in relationship with other believers, um, serve, give, like all of those markers of the Christian life as as important as all of those things were before I became a Christian they're equally important after I become a Christian because when we plant a seed and we just think this like from an agricultural standpoint when we plant a seed and it begins to it shoots up through the ground um you know we don't just stop we don't we don't stop taking care of it um we don't we don't stop watering it we don't, we don't not trim, trim like leaves that are dying or we don't not do those kinds of behaviors to it. In fact, we, we pay more attention to it. We give it a greater level of, um, of connection, a greater level of attention. So really what we're talking about when we're talking about watering the plant, we're talking about ongoing discipleship. And I, like I know it's the same three things we always talk about. Bible, pray, relationship with other believers. Um, it's continual teaching, it's continual relationship because this, this plant now needs to be, now needs to be nurtured. This plant now needs to have all of the things that it needs to be a successful, to be a successful product. Um, and then God does the work. Ultimately, it's God who does the growth. And one of the things that I wrote down for this was, because um, somebody said this, they said, God does the growing through our obedience. I think that's such a great statement. God does the growing through our obedience. When we do the things and are relationally connected to Jesus, when we are obedient to what the lifestyle that he calls us 
to live, when we live as though we are his plant. When a little later he's going to say, we are God's workers, you are God's field, you are God's building. When we are God's field and we are doing the things that, that indicate that we are a part of what God's particular plan is for us as individuals and us as an individual church body, whether that's Westway Christian Church or, or another church, um, God grows us through our obedience. Because I'm going to read the Bible, I'm going to pray, I'm going to be in relationship with other believers, and that's how I'm going to grow. And that's the only way I'm going to grow. <clears throat> if I'm not being watered, if I'm not being discipled, I'm not going to grow. I'm going to be stuck. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm not going to go out and I'm not going to make disciples of other people. So what does it mean for us to do the planting? Well, really what it means for us to do the planting is to help people to help people be ready to prepare the seed of someone's heart, to help them to be ready to enter into a into a into a conversation and a relationship with Jesus. What does it mean to water? It means to make disciples. And what does it mean for God to grow the plant? Well, what it means is God does the growing through our obedience. So thanks for watching this. I hope this was helpful in expanding something we didn't actually get to on Sunday. We didn't even have to have a whole sermon um, to talk about that particular topic. So I would look for something like this again. Thanks so much for watching. I um, want to let you know that I love you and I'm praying with you and I'm praying for you. And I'm so thankful. Um, I'm so thankful in this uh, October month of pastor appreciation. I'm so thankful for the opportunity that I have to come alongside you and be uh, be your pastor, be one of your pastors here at Westway Christian Church. Have a great rest of your day.